Welcome to Friends Unscripted. I'm Abigail. I'm GD. I'm Sim. I'm Labiba. And we are your authentically overzealous yet intelligent co-hosts. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about our experiences within our first year of college. Um, just for a little background check, I went to Stony Brook University. I currently graduated. Very happy about it. Woo! BA here. Yay! <laughs> and um, I had a, I have a degree in political science. So that's just me. Uh, anyone else want to share? It's okay if you don't. Um. I am studying architecture in my fourth year right now, so one more year to go. Yeah, and I'm in my fourth year, too, studying computer science. Uh, I'm going to go for another year to complete my master's, but right now I'm pursuing my BS in computer science, minoring in math. And I'm in Baruch, studying for my finance degree, final year. Then I might go for my master's. Haven't decided. Oh, I got some really smart ladies in here. Isn't that impressive? I'm telling you. You can't You can't lie. I mean, we're really smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to basically talk about this. And uh, so what was your like first year, your first year like? Like what was it like entering your first year in college from transitioning from college, from not from college, transitioning from high school to college and like what were your first impressions of just like this whole new world? Yes, my aerial reference. <laughs> hmm. Well, for me, yikes. College was quite the experience. First year it was like a lot of getting used to just like what your major requires of you and having to do a lot of stuff on your own, like looking up what classes you need to take to fulfill the requirements and actually talking to people because you don't have classes with the same people all the time. But yeah, I think it was just a lot of, wow, I'm independent now. I have to do stuff on my own. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true though. I remember... I had to dorm personally. That was what I did. I was dorming at Stony Brook because that was about a good two hour drive from my house. And I didn't have a car or a license. And ain't nobody trying to take the LIRR. So I had to, I had to dorm there. Um, and I think that was like a very big thing. Like I was away from my family and I was away from home and I had to wake up every day by myself <laughs> with th like two other roommates in the room and I had to make sure I would get on time every day and there was no one really to check in on you. But it's just, Yeah, but then in, in college, it's just like you got to, you really have to be on top of it by yourself because this is all for you and the money my parents spend on <laughs> sending me there. So that was a very big thing for me. But for me, um, the campus was huge. The campus was very, very big. And I think the whole navigating through everything and it's not just one tiny, like one small building that you're just going to like, you know, what classes it are because it's like, oh, 423, fourth floor, whatever. You actually had to find the buildings and everything and a lot of walking around. You had to really time yourself to make sure you got everywhere on time. I remember speed walking between like the, what is it? 10 minute gap I had between classes. That was kind of crazy. Um, what else was there? 
but yeah, I think that was that was a big part for me. But I know, um, GD, you also went to a big campus school, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the campus is big, but the part that we have um, classes, so there's North Campus and South Campus. Um, we have our classes, like all of our classes in the South Side. So it wasn't that big for like to travel between classes. Um, but yeah, my first year was, it was kind of nerve wracking because I guess I had a lot of, I would say I had a lot of anxiety because it was my first time, like I was so far away from home that too, I didn't have my driver's license either. So my brother went to the same school and I would literally like wait, um, I would schedule my schedules. I would do my schedules. So they're linked up with my brothers. So like sometimes I would wake up super extra early just to go with him to college when actually my first class is at like 4 p.m. So I would stay there the whole day. And um, that was really annoying. But um, after I got my license, everything was good. But yeah, um, my first year, I was really like, I would say anxious because I would say I was anxious because I didn't have any friends at that time. So I'll be really lonely in school. Um, during the classes and um I would try to like make like one acquaintance every class just so I could get like the homework or whatever like in case like I'm missing homework but um after that second year third year fourth year um I made like reliable friends and I was able to go on from there but like the first year it was really like I wanted to switch school that's how bad it was um but after I made friends I was like you know what I can do this you know like they're doing this I can do this that was that's how it was but first year it was like hell like I don't want to experience that again (laughs) Sim how was your first year well for my first year I didn't do much honestly but I still don't regret it Mm -hmm. I had a job so I kind of that was the only extra curriculum Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of making friends or like even talking to my classmates I'm pretty shy, so I don't really talk to people unless I really want to. And that, yeah. yeah, so it was kind of hard, like, especially when you had to do everything on your own and you couldn't really ask anyone because you were shy. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I know. Um, what is it? I think that's, I guess, one of the benefits I had from dorming because I had two people in the same room as me who were basically forced to be my friends because we we were all in the same thing. Of course, we always had problems, and I probably, I, I mean, picking people to dorm with is hard, and I think sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Um, I definitely had issues with my roommates sometimes, but I also made friends with the girls across the hall, and I think that was a good thing, like just having people around you who you could always come back to in the end. That was, I guess, a good part for repetition. Um, but yeah, and I think, okay, so then I'm also thinking about like acclimating, like just not even, not even just being in a new school in general, but I mean like just acclimating to, you know, your new environment, your new routine, your college is basically like your second home. You're there probably half of the time in a library studying in a classroom, bothering your professor during office hours. Not going to lie. Probably one of them got sick of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, how did you guys like deal with that? How did you guys make this place like home? Honestly, I just had to make friends. And the work 
I guess like I got busy. That's how I would say it. But like I would watch YouTube videos of like taking deep breaths. Like I don't know why, but like sometimes in the middle of like these English lectures, I would just start like my mind would just wander. Like I'm so far away from home. What am I? What am I doing here? You know, like I'm like I didn't see like much other <laughs> Asians, so um, I was I felt really lonely and. <laughs> I used to get like really sad out of nowhere, but then I guess that started going away as, as soon as I started making friends and like I got more busy and I started taking more classes that I liked. Cause mm-hmm. first year I, I didn't take classes that were like my major. I took maybe one class every semester, two classes every semester. That was my major: one coding class and one theoretical class. And um, the others were like science, English, math, just to like fill in my um. I don't know what they're called, like the extras. Um, yeah. I hated English, and that was, I had to do that because I, I was part of this thing called Honors College, and it was like, they were like, they made you write essays like every single week, and I hated that. <laughs> I used to do so bad because everyone else in the class were literally English majors. Um, they wanted to be like editors, journalism majors, and I was just there like, yeah, I'm studying computer science in this year. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and the professor would go ham on my papers. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I hated it mostly because it was just because of all the English. And, like, I didn't take classes that I wanted to. Just take classes that are fun, guys. You know, stuff that you like. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't think I took – I don't – yeah, I don't really think I took classes for fun during my first year. I think I took – I took a psychology class that I thought was fun because – my mother told me that she took a psychology class when she was in college and she took it on early child development. So she did, she did experiments on me as a child of the, of the things she learned from psychology. And I was like, no, you didn't. And she's like, yes. And you performed very well. Oh my God. You were her like research. Person. It was a research lab. I was like, I was a lab rat. It was very, yeah, I took that class too. You did. My school didn't even have a child psychology. I took an intro to psychology, hoping to get into child psychology because you know intro courses before, like three hundred courses and everything. No, there was no child psychology. I took that class for nothing. I was so mad. No wonder why you turned out like that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm so giggly and happy all the time. I am. A, I'm a lovely child to have around. Your mom did good with her experiments. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But like going off of what you said, I do want to address this fact. Um, You experimented with your with other classes to like feel it out a bit more. And I know, Sim, you actually changed colleges after um, you changed from what was it? Hunter? Hunter College? Uh, City Tech. City Tech. You changed from City Tech to Baruch. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to ask this, like, just for, like, I guess, both of you. Um, so, well, I guess more with Sim. You, like, you transferred and you actually changed your career choice and everything. Like, how did you come to this realization of, like, you wanted to change your career path? And, like, do you ever wish that you had actually entered possibly undeclared? Um, okay. So, in City Tech, I originally joined, like, as a undeclared nursing major mm-hmm. and I tried getting into the program only because my mom wanted me to I never really mm-hmm. wanted to be a nurse <laughs> and then 
I didn't really get into the program because it was very competitive. So I kind of gave up. And then I went through the other majors to find which I liked the most. And City Tech didn't have finance. So I had to transfer to Baruch to continue my path in finance. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, my mom still points out that, oh, you should become like a nurse and shit. Uh, It's complicated. Let's just say. But I'm actually pretty happy in finance, not going to lie. Oh, that's great. I can see you going up, going into a building in, like, a fancy suit and stuff, you know, with, like, the white button down, the blazer. Well, I work in the pants. airport, so I actually wear that. So I'm kind of <gasps> perfectly fine, you know? That is perfect. You're, you're already in your dream outfit. You All you have to do is wait until you can go into one of those corporate buildings and just go all power suit move on everybody. One day I'm going to be a boss, a CEO. I have absolutely no doubt. Sim's going to take the world by storm. I really do think that. Um, okay. uh, what about you, Lubiba? Did you ever... Um, think that you might possibly want to like go into a different career path? Did you ever like juggle some other classes just to like feel it out? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I have been interested in architecture since I was in like elementary school and nice. high school was for architecture and I'm doing architecture. So very early path, bloomer. <laughs> but whatchamacallit, I have been always interested in psychology mm-hmm. and I started taking some psychology classes like last semester I think and now I'm declaring my minor in it so I'm guessing I liked it but like it definitely influenced like Mm -hmm. my perspective on architecture as in I'm really interested in like the gray space between psychology and architecture which Mm -hmm. is why I'm hoping to do research with it like this winter you know but yeah I don't know I'm all for like exploring new classes especially if you're not like 100% passionate or happy about what you're majoring in and that is majority students unfortunately good education system america (laughs) yeah um okay i guess this is a a big question for i guess everyone and i want um just everyone to address it do you feel like when you like just going from entering from high school to college and everything do you feel like there's too much pressure on kids to figure out what they have to do so quickly because of this whole like college is expensive you have to figure out what you're going to do and have a degree in four years and everything like do you feel like there do you ever feel like it was too much on you or possibly just a bit overwhelming gosh yes like definitely okay I, I don't think I could apply because I do know what I want to do but I don't know every time I like look around and I see my friends or even other people who are just like yeah I'm undecided and I feel like I'm going nowhere with my life because I don't know what I want to do it's mm-hmm. just so upsetting because, I don't know, there's never really, like, a wrong decision you can make when it comes to deciding what you want to do. Like, if you do something and you don't like it, that's just something that you crossed off the list onto the next, you know? It's never too late to start over. I mean, I, I definitely feel like it's rushed, too, because, honestly, all my life, I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. Only because my mom and dad told me. They were like be a lawyer and I'm like okay <laughs> all right and then um you know I'm taking these high school classes on history and I took some classes with Labiba and she knows that I hate history <laughs> I'm so bad at memorizing things and um so yeah I was like okay I don't like history I don't like science what do I like I don't like math and 
Math is the only thing that like appeals to me and maybe like technology. And um, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do until like one of my teachers, he was like, oh, why don't you take some of these coding courses? And I took some coding courses, you know, I was like, oh my God, I like this. I like making websites, you know, the whole day goes by and I'm still like doing this. And so I was like, you know what? I might do this. So I applied and I did Girls Who Code my sophomore year, sophomore summer. And um, it was really fun. I met other girls that are into computer science. And it was just maybe like to get into like to get to know what engineers and people who major in computer science would do. You know, otherwise I would have had no idea what like computer science people do. So I just I just took the immersion program just to like get a feel of like what it is and, you know, maybe add something to my resume, too. And um, that's when I found out. I was like, you know, what? I actually like doing this stuff. Like, why not switch my major? Like, like I don't even like law and government stuff and history. So I like, I kind of like this computer science. So that's how I like went into it. But if I never, if my teacher never told me like, oh, try out this course, I would have never like found out that I like computer science. I would have been, I would have been struggling in some like law, in law school, not even law school, like these pre-law schools. But yeah, you like it, so it's all right. But like, I had no passion for it. It was just something I went into it blindly. Yeah. And I know other people that like, they were completely rushed. And then they simply, they just went into a course or went into a major only because their parents were like, you know what, just do this. And they're miserable, you know? And they're like, I don't want to do this. And, you know, it becomes like a mess, like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a lot. I remember, actually, I, this was a very big thing. And I think it took me a very long time to like think on this. But um, for those of you um, who are listening, I actually graduated college in three years. I graduated in three years. Yeah. And it was a very big thing. Like, well, before I even got into Stony Brook, they had the orientation and there were mentors and stuff telling me, oh, you have a political science, you're going for a political science track. You can get your degree for in three years. You can you don't you don't have to be here for four years. And I thought, OK, then maybe I'll do it. And I felt very like rushed, like this is what I had to do. I had to be done in the three years, like so then I can finish and then go into law school after for another three years. And in the end, I think I I very much put a lot on myself. And um, it was it was definitely a lot. And I think the pandemic didn't help because I was trying to branch out a lot before the pandemic hit. And then I had spent my last basically half of my college experience a year and a half half of my college experience was completely online. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, but that brings me a little bit into my next question of do, do you guys, have you ever felt, um, I guess, pressured or have you ever felt like you missed out a bit in the college experience, the quote unquote college experience of, you know, going to parties and like interacting with a lot of people and just like going out there and everything. Like, did you guys ever, like push yourself out of your comfort zone like that? Or did you guys still stay behind the safety line? Because I know I did. Hmm, good question. <laughs> um, what should we call it? I mean, personally, I think I'm not that much of a extrovert. So I don't mm-hmm. think I would find fun in like pushing myself to go out to parties and things like that. But 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of joy you could find in like the simple things in college, just like staying late with some friends after class is done and just like talking about random bullshit or just like I remember there's this one thing I did. It was like all of the kids in the honors program, they threw like a Thanksgiving a Friendsgiving thing in the dorms. And it was literally just so stupid. Like I think we made ramen for like mm-hmm. twenty people and we just like sat down and played board games and had that. But I don't know, it was just like nice, you know, being with people you actually like talking to, getting to mm-hmm. know new people. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you necessarily have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. But if you do, that is also cool if you enjoy it, you know? But yeah. I mean for me, I was I was part of a lot of clubs in high school, so I wanted to join clubs in um in college, but because the classes were so hard, I put my main focus on like getting good grades, keep my GPA up. Um, I was never like really like the party person, so I never really wanted to miss out on parties. But I mean, I wanted I didn't mind missing out on parties. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um, but um, clubs are something that I kind of regret not um being a part of younger because i mean now i'm part of a club called women in Cybersecurity, and if being in clubs it's a good thing because you get to make new friends and you get to build connections with people and say like a girl or like a guy in the club that you know um they get a job somewhere right and then they can like hook you up with um an internship or like maybe like like an immersion program or something and, you know, it's good to make connections. And the reason why um, I wasn't able to do clubs is because commuters face this issue a lot. So where I live, it's not easy to find parking late at night. So we, I, I'd always rush home so we could find parking. But, yeah, join clubs. It helps with making friends and getting internships and jobs. Hmm. <laughs> and add it to your LinkedIn. No, true. <laughs> if I could just bounce off of that. Um, whatchamacallit. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, joining clubs is such a nice and, like, natural way of meeting people that you're, like, sure to have things in common with, you know? And even, like, internships. Oh, my God. Like, if there are people around your, like, age group that are also interns, it's just so nice to like be able to vent to someone and be like, yo, my supervisor today, so annoying. He made me do blah, 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 blah. Or just like, even after oh work, just hanging out and like talking about what you did. It's just, it's just like such a nice organic connection. All right. So let's end this on a really, really good note. Um, just because actually, no, 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 no. We're not going to end this quite yet. I want to hear this. Well, this will be the end, but first... I want to hear what is your worst memory from your first year of college? I can go first if no one wants to say it yet. <laughs> you should go first, Abby. Set us up. I should go first? All right. <laughs> okay. So my first year of college. So I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud today. So um, during my one of my first um like days and stuff like in class and such I this was I think in one of my political science classes that I had I think my first year I can't remember if it was 102 or 101 but for one of them I was in class right and mind you my class had 
my, not my class, my campus had three different Starbucks. There is one in the library. We had a Starbucks truck. Yes, a truck people and one in the hospital. So your girl here had an addiction and I bought a coffee every day, thrice a day. <laughs> and I brought one to, to, into class. My butt was in a lecture form class. So you know how stairs going down and stuff. My butt was walking into class and I like everyone's like basically like already sitting down and stuff. Like we just all started entering and I'm walking into class. My butt trips on the step and you just see my coffee cup fall. It's an iced latte and you just see it fall dripping down the stairs. And I'm just like, Oh no, it's not. And I'm just like, everyone's looking at me. And then I'm like, I can't even clean this up. I don't have napkins. I'm just watching it as it just drips. My professor didn't walk in yet. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But (laughs) it was so bad. I stared at it. I held, like, I picked up the cup itself with the straw and the the tap and stuff. And I threw that out. And... And then I, I, I slowly sat in the back section acting like nothing happened. You have some people staring at me. And I had my bag was wet. Like it had coffee stains like on the bottom because it's because I had my bag slightly on the side, you know, like side sleep. I just I had only had one strap on of it and it was just partially wet. And I'm just like, oh, no, it's not. This did not happen. And uh, people are just looking at me. And then they just slowly look away. Half of the, luckily half the room probably didn't see me because they didn't even care. But everyone in the aisle area, all eyes on me. The professor came in and he came in through the other door. So he came in through the other staircase and he didn't see my stain until like halfway through the class. And he just looks at it and he's just like, what happened here? Silence. I looked down. I stared at my laptop writing my notes. I didn't even know if he looked at me. I never looked back up. The end of, until the end of the class, I just grabbed my stuff and I left and it was the end of it. I was mourning my coffee the whole time. I, not even my embarrassment, just my coffee and the money I spent because Starbucks is expensive. Hey, at least they didn't tell the professor what happened. I know. I'm so glad no one was a snitch. No snitches in college. Take it to the grave. Imagine. It was horrifying. And that wasn't the first time I ever spilled a coffee cup. One time I was actually in a classroom. And you know how sometimes the desks are a little, like, wobbly and stuff? Legit, in the middle of a lecture, my, one of the desks, you know how, like, you have one of those, like, chairs, and then they have, like, a swivel desk come out? Like, you know, it just comes right out, and then you fold it in front of you. It's just attached to the chair. Yeah, so I had one of those, and mine was slanted, so when I'm about to grab my laptop and the class is starting, it falls on the floor. So it wasn't the first time I've had to mourn a coffee cup, and it wasn't the last. It was... So, yeah, many... Abigail and her coffee. My coffee... The coffee never ended, okay? I continued to bring coffee. I just made sure I was watching my step more, and I would pay attention I would actually pick desks based on what was slanted or not or if some or I'd put my backpack on the chair next to me like a horrible person so that way I could put my coffee on there if both of the desks were slanted so yeah all right so for me um my worst memory 
from the first year would probably be my first D on a paper. So um, it was like a political science class that I had to take. Um, and you guys know I hate writing. Um, except like when I was in high school because that was fun writing. But like I hate writing about government and legal stuff. Another reason why I shouldn't have gone into law. But You really should have texted me. I love this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I did a paper, and I thought I did, like, awesome on it, right? And, like, <laughs> I spent, like, I I spent the whole night on it. You know, I gave it in, in class, right? And I was, like, the girl next to me, she's, like, how do you think you did? And I was, like, I think I did good, right? Get the paper back the next week. Literally, she's, like, here, right? And, you know, like, when they give you that, like, paper with, like, it, like, folded over? <gasps> oh! <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, like, okay. Like, she gave it to me, folded over. Okay. Where's B minus, you know? I turned it over. Not even a C, bro. A D. <laughs> D. Oh. I see it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Then I look at my paper, and it's just so red. grades got that low? <laughs> I didn't even know it got that low. So, like, I just see, like, red pen marks all over my paper, and I'm like, oh, my God. And this girl <gasps> next to me, right, she's like, how'd you do? And I'm like, um... Money and damn business. After class. <laughs> and um, I was like, how'd you do? And she's like, oh, I got an A. And I was like, oh, nice. All right. So um, I go to her. Mentally like, saying, hours, leave right? me alone. Yeah. And like, I go to her office hours. And um, I'm like, okay, so like, I didn't do so great on last paper. And she's like, oh, let me see it. And she sees like all her red pen marks. And she's like, oh, yeah. You're that student. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> is there like any? Oh, I felt that pain. <laughs> well, straight to the heart, you know, it's stabbed. <laughs> and I was like, and she was like, yeah, like you just didn't write anything about the paper. And I'm like, so you're telling me these five pages of writing, I didn't mention anything that's like related to like what you wanted me to write. And she's like, no, like the, the, the main point of this political science paper research paper is this and you were talking about this i don't remember remember the topic but i remember it was like um it was something about like women's studies i uh, like, love I, that I mentioned like a topic on the side she's like oh you like emphasized a detail not like the main idea and i'm like okay i did that but like a d really like mm-hmm. not even like you didn't even have mercy but like <laughs> And she was like, yeah, you can do better on the next paper. But, like, yeah, I can't fix it. And Damn. I, oh, my God. This, that was the first time I, I um, scored so low on a paper. And I mm-hmm. literally went to the library, put my head down, and literally cried for, like, an hour. Oh. And I was like, that was also a part of me that was like, was I meant for this college? Because I thought I was doing so bad because I wanted to keep my grades up for my mm-hmm. scholarship to be up because my scholarship yeah. was based on grades. And um, I was so scared of my GPA going down, even though I was doing good in school. Um, I had this part of me that I really feared about, like, getting my scholarship taken away. So I'm like, you know, what? I don't want this stress anymore. And I was actually thinking of switching to, like, um, like Queens College or, like, City College. And um, I pushed through in the end. But, like, that was one of the classes that really, like, traumatized me because of that paper. And I kind of, that professor kind of gave me some, some hard time. But, like, it's all right. You learn, and I also learned that guys, before you take a class, check right mm-hmm. my professor. Always check your professor, professor because that really that has an important, like, mm-hmm. it's an important aspect of 
your your experience in the class and your grade. I'm gonna treat this right now. Wait, give me a minute. I'm gonna treat this like one of those ads that podcasts have right now. Ready? Get ready. Okay. So, rate my professor is an excellent program for you to look at your professors and view them beforehand. You never know what professor you're gonna have, and you know what? The ratings aren't always gonna be great. You never can expect which one's gonna be stricter on you, which one's gonna be harder on you, which one's gonna be an easy A. And you know what? Rate my professor helps. For those of you who are Stony Brook students, never neglect the rate my professor for Stony Brook students because Stony Brook students actually have a forum for if that Stony Brook provides for you to actually judge all of your professors and leave comments, which is helpful. Never neglect that. Always look into all of your professors before you enter 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 into any of your classes because you know what? And always make sure you have backups. Backups are a key. You won't always get into the class you want. Backups are key. You're welcome. This is my PSA announcement. If they don't out, listen to that, you can be an advertiser. <laughs> Thank you. That was so good. Thank you. Too, like. I, you have no idea. My sister went into undergrad this year. She's going to college upstate in New York. And I told her, rate my professor. When she was picking out her classes, I made her look at rate my professor for every single class she looked at. And you know what? She almost ended up in a class with really scary teachers. Like they had grade one. Yeah, like honestly, I've never seen a grade one. <laughs> a professor, like depending on the professor, it's that's your mm-hmm. whole experience, you know. That yes, actually, like make you like decide to switch. make or break you, man. Yeah. It's very, very. It's a very tough world out there. So, yeah. rate my professor. Sponsor me, <laughs> uh, Labiba. Any worst memories? <laughs> oh my god, this didn't happen like first year. This happened like a couple weeks ago, but. I was thinking about it today. Okay, so basically, I have, like, this one good friend in my studio, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of blind. So one day I was walking into studio, and I thought it was him. So I, like, passed him, and I was like, ew, you know? And then I, like, looked up at him, and it was, it was someone else in my studio. No! I was like, oh, my God. I am so sorry. And he was just like, him. My bad, I guess. Oh my gosh. You did it. I wish I did. You said ew. Long story short, I need glasses, perhaps. But yeah, that's my embarrassing moment of the month. Did he say anything? Did he like give you like the stank face? Like that happened? like an international student. So he was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And I was like, that's his impression of America now. (laughs) Yikes. Oh. Okay. I actually remember um, uh, Labiba freaking out about those crits. And you told me like mm-hmm. how it was a professor that literally like if you didn't like something, they literally um I don't know if this is the crit, but um it's like they didn't like the model. There was something wrong with the model. They like rip it or like destroy it right in front of the person who made it. Oh my god, yes. Like was that literally you work so hard on this model, right? You present it, you put it all nicely on this like showpiece board, whatever. They'll be like, hmm, that's crazy. I wonder how it would like survive a like hailstorm or something. And then they'll punch <gasps> the model to see if it'll like withstand it. It's no. like <laughs> they're so crazy. I but feel like we just learned about character. the dark side of architecture right now. <laughs> it builds character for sure. Okay. 
<laughs> well, on that lovely note. <laughs> okay. Be warned now if for your career in architecture. Have okay. a strong gut or have a good support system like Laviba did. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, watching Friends Unscripted. Next week, we are going to be looking a little bit more into some of our particular trailblazing women who are also in this podcast. I'm very glad you guys all got to meet Labiba. Hey, shout out to her. She has been a lovely, lovely, lovely co-host to me right now. But yeah, thank you for watching Friends Unscripted and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.